We are valuable people. We're not numbers. We're not entries into someone's ledger. We could never be replaced with AI or with anything else. We are incredibly unique. Our consciousness is nothing that can be bought or sold. We see each other. Who is anybody kidding? The purpose of this show is to give you some encouragement to start your day and to help you get on solid ground because your value is recognized here. If you're a small business owner, a wage worker, or someone trying hard to make it in these challenging times, you're a hero. You are the heroes and the heroines of this show's story. Regardless of your politics or your religious beliefs, your traditions or your tribes, you are the value in this economy. I see you. Everybody sees you. In a world of destruction and degradation, the world should see you for the value that you create. If you're working a job and you have to live in a shelter or in a car, this podcast is dedicated to you. You are seen and you are not alone here. Different people do different things when they wake up. I smell the inside of my nose and I hold onto the bed to make sure I'm really here because I can barely believe it. Then I step outside and make sure the stars are still where they usually are. It's a moment of quiet, anxious wonderment every morning. I suppose one might say I'm an empiricist. Things are what they are. And that's a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. I'm Commercial Herschel and I am here to help. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. How you doing? It's me, Herschel Sterling. Commercial Herschel, and I'm here to help. And I hope that you're having a nice morning. I had a long weekend of special holy dispensation from official sources familiar with the matter. That was a little podcast I did over the weekend that's really not meant for morning or night. But you could go back and listen to it maybe on your way to work or after work or... You know, sometime when you're not doing something really important or when you're not trying to wake up or when you're not trying to sleep. That was what that episode is for. So today, I have this dream I'm going to tell you about really quick, but then I'm going to tell you a story. And the theme of today's story is like when you're afraid to know too much. Like, I don't know if you know how that feels, but I totally know how that feels. And it's not like I'm afraid to know too much. It's like, I don't want to know too much about something because I want to discover it myself. So if I go read a book or if I go take a class or watch a video, I, it loses the mystery. And I, and I don't find that as exciting or as fun as learning it from like scratch all the way on my own. And that is a thing of being afraid to know too much. That's what I call it. And and that is what um, I approach some things at. And that is a similar, I think, anybody who would be considered or who considers themselves or who would be considered an autodidact, that would be probably a way to describe that thing of being afraid to know too much. So this is going to be fun, but I want to tell you about this crazy dream I had. And I don't know if it's related at all to this thing that I'm going to read today, like that I'm going to riff off of today, but it's a funny dream. And I had it last night and it's it's on my mind and I want to talk about this thing. So I'm wondering if there's a way that they're connected. 
there could be a way that this dream is connected. And I don't know if it is or not, but it's still a funny dream and I want to tell it. Like, it's really interesting. I was sitting in, I was in an apartment. I was in, the place in the dream was the place I live. And it wasn't a place I really live, but it was kind of a representation of all the different places where I have lived. It had like elements or the aura of all of the different places where I have lived. So it was the place that I lived, but it was also a big giant like recording type studio. Like it was this big space that had recording things and stuff. So it was like really fun. Like I was like, wow, this is like interesting. This is some, probably somebody else's version of what heaven would be for me. Like in a way, like all this familiarity and then like get to play all day with recording equipment. And so I'm in the play and somebody comes to the door and it's Jamie Foxx. The actor is at the door and he wants to borrow a microphone. He needs a microphone. And I'm like, you know, the only microphone I have is a ceramic mic. What are you using it for? He goes, oh, we're going to blah, blah, blah. I was like, it's ceramic. You're going to probably have to dampen it or you might damage it. And it might sound really tinny and bad with the guitar. And he's like, oh, well, that's fine. Then that's what we'll do, you know, la, 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 whatever. I'm like, it's Jamie Foxx. It's so weird. Like, why is Jamie Foxx in my dream? So I go and I get the microphone and I come back and then I come back to the door and it's, and it's Robert Downey Jr. It's not Jamie Foxx anymore. I'm like, what is this downgrade? Like, I got downgraded from Jamie Foxx to Robert Downey Jr. in my dream, borrowing a microphone. And like, whatever. Like, what? I'm, they're fine. Like, both guys are okay. They're both nice people, I, I'm sure, you know. But, I mean, come on. Jamie Foxx and then Robert Downey Jr.? Like, come on. I mean, why are these guys, first of all, what? What's going on? Why are these guys in my dream in the first place? Like, what did I see recently with them in it? I can't think of anything I saw recently with them in it. I can't think of any stories I heard about them recently. I don't do, like, pop music. I don't do, like, a lot of stuff. I don't do any social media. So if they're, like, trending or something, I wouldn't have any way of knowing that. I just don't know. I wonder why. But I want to talk about this concept of being afraid to know too much when you when you embark on something and wanting to just learn it on your own. And the reason that this is something that's kind of fascinating to me is because this is how I approached learning music when I was young. I didn't want to take I learned I took some breathing lessons from a vocalist. I learned how to breathe. And singing is really breathing. And those are the only that's the only thing I learned from a pro was how to breathe. The rest of it I learned on my own. And it's always been the mystery of the origin of thoughts and melodies that has been what keeps me interested in music. I have been the physical instrumentalist, the one who plays the sounds of the throat and the mouth. I never got very much into the details of singing. It's the rawness of the process that stimulates me. I'm one of those, let the song be what it is, guys. The more close the song is to wherever it came from, the better. That's why I never got into reading music or playing other instruments, because I just didn't want to know too much. I've been afraid to know too much, because I had a fear that the ignorance that allows the sounds to emerge mysteriously and accidentally would disappear and ruin everything. It's still a wonder for me to be in a room with a player who's writing something and then out of nowhere from some place I don't understand 
a melody and words just show up in my mind and they come out of me and they fit right along with whatever it is that the instrumentalist is doing. So I think what that means is that afraid to know too much is my music theory. I have no idea. I don't know how this works. All I know is when I flip the switch, the light goes on. Brains are wild. They are wild. They're a physical organ. And over time, they heal. That's what I know. That's the best I can tell you. When I first started singing, it was pretty terrible. I might have sounded like if Herman Munster might have been on some sort of stimulants and then was trying to sing while being chased by a werewolf through the woods. That could be a good description, perhaps, of how it sounded when I first started. I stayed at it. Eventually, I started to stay in key. Then I started to be consistent. And after more practice, I could be dynamic and I could vary my style even within the same song. And then I was an actual singer. And I would go as far as to say that eventually I became a vocalist. I could, I could safely say that I could define myself now as a vocalist when it comes to singing. I'm not just a singer. I'm an actual vocalist. Now, I'm starting to get into the instruments that go along with writing the melodies and the lyrics. And I'm finding that rather than losing the weird thing that makes all of the mysterious melodies and words emerge, it's just more of it. I can write parts on a piano or a guitar first, very rudimentary things, and then I can sing and I can find a melody that goes with it. Or I can sing first and then write the parts. I've learned that I'm a bit more adept with figuring out other songs on keyboards. I'm ambidextrous, what most people call left-handed. When I move my hand to a keyboard in order to figure out a song, it's my right hand that naturally finds the notes. When I play guitar, I play left-handed, and I'm more natural in writing something out of the blue, but not so much at figuring out other people's songs. So it's, that's like transverse physiology. And you could study some things about bicameral, the bicameral mind and transverse physiology like when you it, that's interesting it's just interesting people are wired differently it's just fun it's just an interesting thing you should learn it's fun especially if you have kids you need to teach your kids all kinds of like transverse activity to help develop both sides of their brain so when i go and try to write parts for a song i'm writing it's like i'm trying to learn somebody else's song that's how i approach it first I, if i write the lyrics first and the, and the melody, and I sing it, and then I have to go to the piano, and I have to find parts that fit. It's like I'm, it's like I'm writing somebody else's song. It's probably like that for everybody. It really doesn't need to make sense. It's like the question of God. If there is or there isn't a God, there is nothing anyone can do about it either way, and it's not the most important question. The most important thing, regardless of whether there is God is that you are the only person who can make your decisions and you are the one responsible for them. The decision you make about what you're going to do with your time of consciousness on earth is your biggest question, whether there is a God or not. If you think you can surrender your behavior, you're wrong. No matter what anyone else tells you, that was you, it's you who's doing this, and it's you who will do the next thing. The mechanics of how and from where 
your behavior comes from, the mechanics of where your thoughts come from, the mechanics of how you arrive at your decision. Those are far more interesting questions to ponder than whether or not there is God. Whether there is God or not is just out of your control. But where and how you behave and what you do and where your thoughts come from, that is something that you have some control over. That is the bigger question, even though there's no clear answers for that either. Another thing about this trying to do something new and do it from scratch is things being very bare bone. My equipment is very bare boned. How well I fill things out and vary and layer my work with more styles or instruments or production is going to be 100% dependent on the success that I have or don't have in coming up with things that I enjoy. It's not as though I'm all the way broke or something, but I'm not loaded either. I'm not putting any money in to new projects like that. The point is, it's that I get off on the challenge of starting something from scratch and seeing what happens with hard work. That is the thing that I get enjoyment from. I not only have to use any success I have in this podcast to put back into it, but remember, my goal is to be able to also to help journalists and other writers who are doing the very important work of using so that we are not losing our American First Amendment. You have to use it or you're going to lose it. Seems to be a theme that comes up a lot in my writing or in my podcast. An awful lot. So that's afraid to know too much. Like being afraid to know how because you're afraid that you're going to lose the mystery of it. And just wanting to dive into something. That's really fun. Some people are not that adventurous. Some people have to be really sure and they really have to have like a foundation of knowledge. And some people just want to dive in. I'm a more, let's just dive in and see what happens. I'm that guy. I'm more like that. I'm more fun like that. That for me is more fun. I find I get more enjoyment out of it. And I've learned a lot of things that way. I've learned a lot of things in life that way by going through things in that in that way. Okay, so let's do a little fake break right here because maybe someday, for sure someday probably an ad, for sure someday probably an ad is going to go right at this mark. Let me give you the question for the day like right now and then I'll do my little plug of all the different places to find me online. I'm getting better at that, keeping that shorter and trying to figure that out. Okay, here's the question. Has there been anything in your life that you learned accidentally that you, in terms of a skill, a trade skill or a, or an artistic skill, that you kind of learned accidentally or that you kind of learned autodidactically and that has just enriched your life? I would love to hear about that. I, I would love to hear about that. That would be a cool comment to get on my on this Substack article that I'm posting in the podcast post. That would be a wonderful thing to learn, to hear from a listener about. That would be neat. So you can find me but just by searching Smell the Inside of Your Nose. Do it right now. Like You'll find my podcast on Apple and Amazon and everywhere else, all the different places. Every place but Blue It Tube, you will find it. 
you will not find me on any social media. But you will find me on Noster if you search for Herschel, because that's my Noster handle, at Herschel. You will find me at stacker.news forward slash Herschel, because that's my handle on Stacker News. Stacker is really cool. You guys, stacker.news is like a Web3 thing that you can attach to your Noster account and to your Lightning account. And that is a really neat little service. It's kind of like a cross between Reddit and Twitter. And it's interesting. And every time I go in there with an inquiry about something I need to know about, I get answers. People answer. It's really good. It's a really good balance between what Twitter was meant to be, like in the best sense of the word, and what Reddit was meant to be in the best sense. It's really good. I would suggest checking that out. It's Web3 stuff, though, so it's a little bit more like work. But once you get in there, it's, it's good. And there's other Web3 things, too. And you can find me on Rumble at Rumble Early Risers. And you can find me at HowTube. And you can find me at BitChute, which is spelled like B-I-T and then the word shoot. I hate, I have to do that because it, it sounds like somebody, like shoot a gun, but it's not. It's shoot like coal shoot, bit shoot. You can find me at those how to and bit shoot, and you can find me at commercial Herschel at both of those. Okay, so that's where you find me. But I suggest checking out that stacker because it's a really good service. They've, they're really onto something there. They're really onto something with that. It's a really good one, you guys. So let's, um, Let's do, I asked you the question, I gave you my little plugs. Let's do the send-off now. This is my part of the day that people are like, you, do you say that every day? And I'm like, yeah, I like it. Like I didn't at first, but now I'm so jazzed by this. Every day I say this. And I do it the same every day, only different. And it really kind of gets me fired up for the day. And so that's why I do it. And so sometimes routine is good. And this is a routine that's, that's pretty good. This place where we live is not a joke. When I gaze at the stars at night, when I look out over the hills during the day, I'm consistently reminded that we live on a planet in space, wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. We're on such a small planet in such a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seem immovable. That's incredible. We're a moment. We're an instant in an infinite universe. We are an infinite in an instant universe. And every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happens simultaneously in the snap of a finger. The instances of this existence are so close in proximity that the whole thing is a singular material event. It's essentially over already. It's hard to believe it. It's hard to believe that we're experiencing it. I hope that we can be here again tomorrow to do it all again. There are people who would say that it makes us insignificant. I disagree with them very strongly. The fact that we are so improbable is the very thing that makes us momentous. We are conscious beings who can observe ourselves. We are consciousness observing itself. You're each a refraction of light from a single source. You are the individual and the whole simultaneously. You're a masterful, mysterious, distinctive, and an anomalous paradox. And I would say that that is really significant. In the context of the time that our galaxy is here and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context, the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and manipulate matter, to use space, the essence of your energy and your planning and time usage in this three-dimensional plane, the influence of your refraction of the source is immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse. 
because it expands as far as you are able to observe into the infinite universe because your observation affects it. What you observe, you affect when you observe it. That's called superposition. You are rare. You're not only a body, you have radiance. You radiate. Your eyes can't see the frequency, but there's light. There's light outside the range of light that you can see. You are a luminescent jewel that can shine on yourself from within yourself. You are significant beyond the perception of anyone else. So shine on yourself as you shine on others, and what an honor that you shine on me. Thank you. Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now.